If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard of Roguemark Studios. If you've heard of Roguemark, you're probably familiar with Abby Van Mugen, the owner and founder. And if you've ever stopped by the studio, you've probably asked, how on earth did this all begin? Well, it's a good question, and in this episode, you'll find out. Plus, Abby discusses building culture and leading an all-female team. Our conversation begins with Abby's senior year at UC Berkeley. And there was a bit of a legendary moment, right? Were you in your senior year of college when you worked started working with Ananya? Yes. Okay. Um, can you tell us what this legendary moment was? And I'm putting the emphasis on legendary. <laughs> Abby has never called it legendary. But it does really seem like it's kind of the moment that sparked everything in which things in your life started to shift. Yeah, I took this class my senior year that was taught by Ananya Roy, who is this rock star professor on campus, um, and it was about global poverty. Um, and at this point, I had been taking visual notes for, you know, at least the last year. Um, but so I would, you know, sit in class and take my visual notes. Um, and I, at one point, went to office hours for the class. So I went and got to meet Ananya. I was really nervous. Um, and so I pulled out my notebook and I said, like, oh, I have a question I wanted to ask you. And she saw my notebook, which, um, you know, is filled with, like, you know, drawings and maps and much more, a much more visual set of notes than your kind of average spiral-bound notebook might look like. Um, and she looked at my notebook and she said, oh, my God, I know who you are. And I, like, with this look of kind of disgust, and I looked at her and I was like, I'm in trouble. What's wrong? And she was like, oh, one of the GSIs told me about you. Like, you're the girl who sits in class and doodles and doesn't pay attention. Um, and I was like, no. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. But I showed her my notebook. I was like, no, I'm sitting in class, like, taking visual notes. That's how I learn best. These are notes from your lecture. Like, I'm probably the one paying the most attention in the whole room. Um, and so she looked at it and she's like, oh, these are cool. Um, we need to make these into videos. You know, she essentially offered me a job. She was like, could you turn these into videos? Um, granted, I had no idea how to do that at the time, but I was like, yeah, sure, I'll figure it out. That's um, oh, now a rogue mark mantra. We'll yes, figure we'll it figure out. It out. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was the first time that anybody had offered to pay me to do this type of just like visual note taking, essentially. How long did you work with Ananya? Uh, we worked together for about two years. Um, on those global pop videos. So, yeah, so then we did, oh, my God, how many did we do? We did 10 videos that were between 12 to 15 minutes each. Wow. Um, yeah. And to give you context, Rogue Mark usually does videos between two to five minutes, would you say? Yeah. And it's a lot. It's a <laughs> lot, a lot of labor, and we have a, a team. So yeah. Abby doing... A five, or what, what do you say, 12 to 15 minute video by yourself. That sounds yeah, I did pretty ten insane. Of them. I did 10 of Holy them. Holy smokes. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah. nuts. It was so fun though. Yeah? Yeah. When did Rogue Mark start to formulate in your brain? Like the actual idea of not just doing it by yourself, but getting a team together. Yeah, it was all very slow. It was just kind of like, just uh, people kind of started popping up that it was like, oh, this would be fun to like work with you on. Um, and you're still out at your parents' house in Danville? Yep. Okay. Making the chug out. <laughs> uh, we would, like, every day we would wrap up my big, like, computer that I yeah, got that to big, edit. It's that like big a huge, iMac? Yeah, it's a huge yeah. iMac. Yeah. It's really heavy. And I would wrap it up every day in, like, a towel and move <laughs> it 
in my car back and forth from Danville to Berkeley. So sketchy. Yeah, that does um, sound pretty suspect. As yeah. If, like, you know, kind of like an amateur burglar. Yes. <laughs> going back and forth. <laughs> if I Also, if I, like, every day I remember being so careful. I was like, I am the only one who can carry the iMac because mm. if I drop it, I want to be the one responsible for literally breaking our, like, main piece of equipment. The linchpin to the yes. success of the video. Yes. Um, but yeah, we finally got to the point where I was like, no, we should find a space. Um, so I was, I lived in Berkeley and I would like walk down to the grocery store every day. And there was this place called Tennis and Computers uh, that I would walk by for so long. And I was like, what the hell is Tennis and Computers? Mm-hmm. Um, and one day I noticed that Tennis and Computers uh, was no longer in existence and what? the space was for Those things are timeless. I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, I guess it was a husband and a wife, and the husband fixed computers and the wife fixed tennis rackets. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good duo. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, yeah, anyway, one day I walked by, and there was a for lease sign on it, and I was like, oh, maybe that spot. So I called him up and went and looked inside and ended up being, like, a really perfect spot. Okay, and how old were you then? 24. 24. Okay, I keep harping back or I keep asking Abby how old she is because it still blows my mind <laughs> that you started your own business as like a 23-year-old. It's ah, it's wild. It's absolutely wild. What I was doing at 23, Lord knows. Um, okay. Anyway, Abby's very young, very successful, very productive individual. Um, but you get the studio space. Yeah. Okay. And at that point, the team is four? Yes. Yes. Fast forward to 2019. Yeah. Okay. How many people do we have on our team now? Seven? Seven. Seven. Um, how does it look different? Like how we're in the same studio space. So yeah. We're a lot more cramped, I imagine. <laughs> but what day-to-day operations, culture, the stuff we're making, can you speak a little bit to how Rogue Mark has evolved? Yeah. Yeah, it's very different. It's definitely... It feels more like a company. Like our work is far better, far more polished, um, far more professional, I would say, than than when I was making stuff on my own. In Um, your living room? Yes, exactly. Like everyone who works at Rogue Mark is really good at what they're doing. And it's so fun for me to get to kind of look around and just be like, everyone, like all of our stuff is so good just because everybody is so good at what they do. So now that you don't have to do everything, how are you growing? Like me as a human? Yeah, you as a human, you as the owner of Rogue Mark and also like a peer or a colleague in Rogue Mark. You don't have to be the one who's editing the script, storyboarding, arting, editing. So yeah, now that your your hands are relatively free in some ways, what what fills them? Oh man, it does, a lot of other shit fills them. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I think right now, like I still do quite a bit of graphic recording, um, but beyond that, do a lot more like managing people and um, running our business. So doing, making sure all of our books stay up to date and budgeting and finding new clients. Um you know, there's obviously all the logistical stuff that's like hard and not very fun, but I really do love 
the point where I'm at now because I get to focus on building Roguemark as a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I love doing and I'm much more like excited to have the space and energy to do is like think a lot more about like how do we build our team and how do we build our jobs and our culture um, and like make a really incredible company. Mm-hmm. So that's something that, you know, yeah, I know I get sad to not be doing all the creative stuff and that kind of thing, but um it is a fun new adventure and that's very much how I'm growing now is like really trying to feel comfortable in that space of like building a company and being a leader mm-hmm. um, in a way that is harder for me, but it's mm-hmm. also really fun and a good challenge. How would you describe Rogue Mark's culture currently? Um, it's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. It. Yeah. It's so hard. It's like, I feel like culture, it's always changing. Like I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's like we you know, every six months or so we have an offsite and we spend time specifically like poking at our culture and our values and like how we work together. Um, and it's always like a pretty intense conversation because like culture and the way you work together is like always changing. Totally. Also, it's such a small team. Yeah. No one can really opt out of that conversation. Like everyone's voices are uh, participating yeah yeah when it changes so quickly too it's like even in six months like you've gone through so much stuff and there have been so many projects and conversations and like little changes in the way that you do things that you know even after six months having a conversation about like oh how do we work together like there's just so much that you need to check in on or make sure make little adjustments here and there um so yeah if I had to describe our culture right now it's like in in under construction (laughs) and that's probably how like if it were ever not under construction that would be pretty problematic right Um, because I think as soon as you're like oh we did our culture thing like we figured it out that's kind of when you're not doing it right yeah Yeah. I think having that mentality of like your culture is something you're always building always working on like every day every week like having conversations around like our culture um, and how we work together and how we kind of show up for each other, um, like, really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Something that always surprises people, or it's a point of interest when I when I talk about Rogue Mark, is that we're pretty much a female-owned and operated company. Mm-hmm. Um, and with one exception, we've had one male intern, Harrison, summer 2018. Yeah! Really excellent intern. Mm-hmm. But what is that like for you? Is that intentional? Is it incidental? Um And what does that mean in the larger scheme of someone who owns a small business? It's interesting that, um, so Harrison was our intern last summer. um, And Harrison is also the only boy who has ever applied for a position Ah. at Roadmark. So anyone who's ever applied. Didn't realize that. Yeah. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. (laughs) Um, But that said, again, like even when we put out positions or internships, things like that, again, it's usually to our circles, um, which again, if those are heavily female, then makes sense that. Um, more women have applied or kind of like been considered for those. Um, But so, yeah, it was never really intentional. I think that's, again, like something that I want to push us to do is broaden our circles of who we reach out to for different positions, things like that. The only real like factors or like things that most companies are marked by, whether they're like a good place to work for women or not, are like number of days of maternity leave and like how much people get paid and that kind of stuff. Um, which was really disappointing. It was kind of like there's so many other 
factors that I know just from my experience, like as a woman um, in the workplace, things like that, that just like there's not there's not much like public information out there as far mm -hmm. as just like how do you craft a job or manage in particular like for women. Right. Yeah, I think it was interesting in doing a lot of or just even talking to a lot of my peers or friends and stuff. Um, I think a lot of them are operating in workplaces in which they've had to really do things or like operate and kind of grow in a way that feels really not natural and not right. particularly like they're able to kind of lean into their like feminine ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been really interesting to kind of now start thinking about, oh, like our our culture, or not necessarily our culture, but like our energy as a studio feels very feminine. Um, and that's not just because we're a team of all women. Mm -hmm. um, there are plenty of other companies out there that are all women who have a very masculine energy or a really different energy. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been interesting for me to kind of study our team and what makes like what makes our energy or the way that we do things feel like it sways much more on the feminine side. What can you name or identify any of those factors currently? I don't know. I think it's. I hesitate to kind of like na like name anything yeah. in particular um, because I think it's a lot of different factors and how they all work together. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And also, I mean, being someone who's in, within this energy, I know when I'm not in it when I step outside and visit another workplace or when we go to a graphic recording to a conference, the way that people interact with each other, the way that the organization is structured or the hierarchy or the power structures feel very different. Yeah. Um, and not and most of those companies are also larger, so that certainly plays a role, but also like most of those companies are male dominated. Yeah. Well, and they were made in a time and in a way where they were initially made by a group of all men. Like right. now they might be to a place where there's a different gender ratio, um, different like levels of diversity. But I think for the most part, like most big companies in the U.S. were made or built like in like just in a different time and mm -hmm. by like a mostly masculine group of humans. Right. Um, so yeah, that was, has been really interesting. I had one of my mentors ask me um, a couple months ago, she was just like, oh, like what would it feel like for you to like say, you know, Hey, down the road, like I'm the CEO of Rogue Mark. Um, and it was really interesting. Cause I was just like, Ugh. Mm -hmm. um, it just felt like CEO is this kind of just like masculine, tainted title for me in a way that just like it felt like I would have to build everything really differently than like how I am currently building it or how right. it feels really natural and easy to me so that was really interesting to just kind of be like oh I want to I want to still like be in charge of my company and build my company like in a way where I feel strong and in charge and that kind of thing but I that just like title or that way of like modeling after other companies that have become bigger and stronger or whatever um just like felt really strange to me so that was a cool moment it was yeah. cool to be like oh i have to think of a different three-letter acronym um for what it means to be in charge of a company that feels a little more feminine <laughs> have you found such an acronym we've been working with a woman in charge w-i-c wick wick I didn't know that it, or I didn't realize that it would shorten to Wick, so I don't know, I know. how I feel about it. It's kind of weird. I know women and children, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, a, yep. But hey, we're workshopping. We're if working anyone has on suggestions, it. Yeah, let in. us know. Um, where do you see Rogue Mark going in the next five to ten years? Pick your uh, period of time, but how do you see it growing as the Wick, as the current as Wick? As the Wick. Um, 
you know, for a long time, I have like tried to really plan it out and be like, this is exactly what we'll be doing. Um, but I think it's felt better recently to kind of say, I have no idea what we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like we have three arms of our business that I think are all really excellent and all really feed into each other in a really interesting way. Um, so again, we have our illustrated video and animation, um, graphic recording, and then we also do a lot of teaching and workshops. So whether those are in the studio, um, having folks come in to do, you know, just a gentle intro to creative practice type of workshop um, or going out and teaching. I see Roguemark continuing to have those three things that we do and just doing more and more of them. Um, I would love to keep growing our team. Um, I think regardless, I really want to make sure that we are doing our work well and that all of our jobs are really good um, and that our team operates really functionally um, at every stage along the way before we like grow bigger. Right. Um, so like right now we're at seven people like that feels much bigger to me than like four or five people. Yeah. It's almost 100. Well, it's almost 100%. Eh, oh, yeah. math, math. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. But yeah, that's huge. Like, yeah. Well, I feel like something that you do particularly well is just reach out to people like potential mentors or people to pick their brains and just ask them like, hey, would you be down to grab a cup of coffee so I can pick your brain or get on a phone call with someone just to ask them questions. And I don't know, that's a really phenomenal strategy, one I've started using in my life. But I'm curious if anyone wants to pick your brain, if you'd be willing to have a cup of coffee. Yeah, all the time. Okay, absolutely. Always caffeinated, always down for more. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. If you're curious, reach out. Reach out. That said, if you also need animation work or graphic recording work, also reach out. Yep. <laughs> All the things. Always reach out. Just stop on by the studio. Come on really. by. Sorry if my dog barks at you. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, Abby. Thanks, Beth. This was really fun. This episode was written and produced by Bethany Kaler. Thanks to the Rogue Mark team for editorial oversight. Thanks to Abby Van Mugen for the interview and for being a generally inspiring and productive human. Thanks to James Bo Black at Art Spoke Recording Studios for the recording. The music in today's episode is Fireworks from the website Better With Music. Stay tuned for more Rogue Mark episodes. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>